You are now listening to The Black Spark. The Bonus Show. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Adai. And we are so excited to have a wonderful example example of black excellence and Mm -hmm. black love in this couple here. Please introduce yourselves. I'm uh, Reggie Butler, and this is my wife, Kim Butler. Yes. Yes. And uh, we've been married for over 37 and a half years. No, not married. Married. Well, together for 37 years, but we were married for like 36 and a half years. Nice. And they still together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Must be the spaghetti. Like spaghetti? <laughs> it must be the spaghetti. <laughs> A yeah, back in the day dish. Ah, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us how y'all met. Well, we met in New York. Where we both, I lived in New York. Uh, she was in Jersey with her, with her mom and her sister. Um, it was, it's kind of crazy. So we both worked in Bloomingdale's in Manhattan, hmm. main store. Main store. So, you know, that was my full-time job and that was her part-time job. Yes. So one day, me and the fellas was all getting ready to go out because we were doing overtime, getting ready to go out to get some meat. And Kim came off the elevator in this fuchsia outfit. She had this fuchsia dress. Uh, I mean, she was looking good. All the guys were like, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. So I said, go ahead. I stopped her. And we talked a little bit. And, you know, after that, um, we started talking a little more. And I actually... Uh, <laughs> One of my friends, one of my friends was actually digging on it. And he was like, he was telling me a girl about this girl he liked, you know, you know, he, he, she was nice. She wanted to, you know, get with her and talk to her and stuff like that. So I, yeah, man, cool, man. I said, that's good. And then when she came, I didn't know it was her. <laughs> right. So, you know, I was like, dude, man, I met this girl. He said, man, why you mess with my girl? I said, man, she's not your girl. <laughs> I said, because you said you like her. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything about it. I just happened to make it happen and click. Right. He, what actually happened was we all worked on the same floor in domestics. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in towels and he worked in like the linen and the comforters. And so the guy worked in towels with me, uh, but you know, on the same floor. And what was funny, we would have these conversations and stuff like that. And to me, I felt like he had no ambition. He, um, he, was, he played basketball and he, we were talking about college. I had come home and was trying to get back into college in New York or New Jersey. And this guy was like saying, um, "If I only, I only want to go back to college if I get to, get to play basketball. I said, so what makes you think that that's, you know, that's going to be your end for you? But that's the only thing. If I can get an MBA because I go back to school. And I was like. Let's just, uh, let's just cut this story short so we get to real questions. Look, <laughs> I was the one. I made it happen. I saw what I wanted. And it was nothing else. Period. <laughs> Ain't nobody look. Nobody got in my way. She knew it. When people try to get in my way, I threw them up in the closet. I checked. It was done. Period. <laughs> he said he came. He saw. He conquered. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Miss Kim. What else you have to say about it? Hey, go ahead. <laughs> the guy introduced us and he did he, he did he, he did introduce he us did, and we went like past each other like you know while we were on the floors and stuff and so one day he again i did come out of the elevator coming from my other job because i was working full-time up the street 
And when I came in with that dress on, I was like mortified because one, my hair was like all over the place. It had brain, so I had swollen hair. And he was like, hey, can I go, can I, can you come with me to a party? I was like, what? And that, that like blew my mind. I'm the church girl. So, so, ooh. so somebody inviting me to a party was like a big deal. So she's trying to say I was I'm out like, there. She's trying to say I was out there. He was. <laughs> in the streets. Was, yeah. Oh my, so far from, you know, like what I was, how I grew up. Yes, They're I was recording. all the way They're in the church. They're recording. I'm not saying anything else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. Being invited to a party was like, wow. That was a big thing for me. And so how did you all, or how did you propose? Well, uh, fireplace at her mother's house Mm -hmm. on my knee. Mm -hmm. I did get on my knee. You remember that? No, you didn't. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, it was fireplace. We got the fireplace. And, um, you know, I told her, I said, I wanted her to be the, she was what I wanted. I wanted her to be the mother of my children. You know, I chose her. You know, and and she said yes. Aww. We had gone on ring shopping because um to, to kind of see like what kind of stone I liked. Um and I I I fell in love with an emerald cut, and that's what he ended up giving me was an emerald cut. So, yeah. so she was like, he I had to big, say yes. I had to say yes, yes, because I was totally surprised. Like we went shopping. I was like, what are, so what are we doing? You know, he was like, I just want to see what you like. And I was like, oh, interesting. And the next thing I know, mm. I got yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just enjoying the show then. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I appreciate the, the, the multiple perspectives uh-huh. from the same story. Cause you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then we haven't met before, so the chemistry is beautiful. I'm just feeling it. Yes. Thank well, you. Um, how long did you date mm. before getting engaged? <laughs> no, we, we dated a year. Like, no, no, we did. Before we got engaged. Oh. Engaged. Not long. How long was Not this? long. We met in December. I was 20 years old mm-hmm. when we met in December. I think by like right before my birthday in March, we got engaged. And I was like, whatever. He, he kept saying, you're going to marry me. I was like, mm, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever. And then I got the ring. And then it was like, sure. You know, kind of like, wait, is this for real? You know, that kind of thing. So about almost three months before. Wow. But then we moved in together like that June. And so we were together as a couple by that point. By the time we got married, a little over a year. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is a trend. Like, we dated for four months before moving in together. The last couple that we interviewed got together, (laughs) engaged, and married in five months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't say... There's, you know, because it happens, yeah. you know, when you know, you know, so it's not like, I don't judge anybody and stuff like that, you know, you know, you know, you go for what you know. So. Yeah. 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 I want, I want, I mean, love is love, right? So I wonder, so we're from New York, so she's from Queens, I'm from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and... I'm from Mount Harlem, I... and uh, she's from the Bronx. Right. There it is, oh, uptown, yeah. baby, yeah. <laughs> so... So, so real talk though. Do y'all have like New York beef in the house? You got a little territorialism. I'll be like, she, I'll be like, yeah, Queens is whatever, you know. She'd be like, Brooklyn ain't nothing. 
but you know what what is funny is i my parents moved us to northern new jersey when i was 10 so we lived in new jersey but all of our activity was in harlem um we went to church in harlem i'm all all of my jobs were in the city so we were back and forth so there was no kind of reward because Reggie went to high school in South Carolina. So I guess I was more the New Yorker than he was. I don't believe it. Oh, there it is. Shots oh, fired. Now, the only reason I went to high school in, in South Carolina because things happened. And I need to get it out. They had me go. Mm. Move out of the, you know, so I had to go down south. Yeah. Yep, so I went good. to high school. And then once I graduated, came back. I came back home. Yeah. But I was coming home like during the summers anyway, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, then I came back home and I, because I, New York was my home, you know what I'm saying? So I was up there from what, I ain't going to tell you when I graduated, but when I graduated and then I ain't got to tell nobody. We why. both did. But you, that's okay. Keep my secret. <laughs> anyway, we, I graduated. I was, because I was in parochial school. I was going to a parochial high school. So, it, but still, um. I graduated high school, and then when I went down south, I was weird because I got I got it down there, a bunch of brothers from the city, from New York and Jersey. <laughs> a lot of situations the same, and we all when we all got down, it was like, man, we graduated. I'm going back home, and it was like, yeah, yeah, we too. Everybody went back home after they graduated. It was oh, wild, wow. but I was out there. I was up in New York for a while, man. It's been. I think once I got back. I didn't leave New York until I went. I went in the Marine Corps for a minute, and then came back out. And that, when I came back out, that's when I actually started. I met Kim, and then after we, you know, we did our thing and stuff. We had Philip, mm-hmm. and, then, and then I went into the Navy. Mm-hmm. So you know, that military thing going on. Stuff. But but no city wars, no 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 borough war. Nah, wars, you know, no. no. I don't have wars with my wife. And that's, that's smart. The key. That's smart. Yeah, that's the key. And that's okay. I like to talk, but I like to get to the point of you know how we met. But yeah, we met in New York. It was it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We, had a lot we, of did. Fun. we had a lot of dates. Nice. A, lot we of a lot of dates. Oh my gosh! It was like it felt like world when we saw the um, the tap dance kid with Alfonso Rivera when he was a little kid. Yes, we saw. I loved, loved, loved that. So we saw that first, and then we saw Dreamgirls. I was not impressed with Dreamgirls really? because I had all all of the things that they had in um, the tap dance kid. Like you remember, like the the tram from the Roosevelt tram to take into Roosevelt Island. They had that in the play, mm. and all this other stuff. So I was like, <gasps> and then we go to Dreamgirls. I was like, it was nice, but it didn't have like the razzmatazz. Yeah. Uh, of um, the tap dance kit, and then we saw Luther Vandross, and we did a lot of things in a in our um, engagement time. Yeah, I, I did yes. a lot. I quartered her very. Yeah, he did. He did a good job nice. courting me. Yeah, I was, nice. yeah I, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, because I know dating these days is different. I don't know the extent to which y'all have relationships with younger folks who are married now, but like, or even dating, but like, dating is different these days, right? And so you put time and energy into courtship, right? Now folks are swiping. Left and right, and like, yeah, not, no, not interested, not interested. And um, one of the thing, one of the reasons why we're doing this interview series is because we're looking to talk about analog love in a digital world. Like, how do you stay um, human and humane in your building of a relationship, and what does it take to create yeah. it such that thirty-seven years later you're still in it? Mm-hmm. You know, 
you know, I think, I think relationship is fantasy today. Mm. It's more about fantasy. You know, the digital world is fantasy because until you make um, physical contact with that person and you get the realness of them, you don't know that person. You know, you got, it's more on, online is fantasy. Um, we were watching the show. I said, watching and, and just watching Ready to Love, you know, looking at them, that's the playful state. You know, you can have a playful state um, online, but then when you get together and you start, you may have a little bit of a minimum playful state, but then when the personalities get involved, those things may change. You may put up with them for a little while, but then we come from old school. My 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 parents have been married over 50 years before my dad passed. Almost, almost 50 years. Almost 50, almost 50 years. years when his dad, when his dad passed. Right, so... We were all taught to be in it to win it. You know, there's a thing about, you know, you're going to go through relationships and stuff. Today, the reason why you have so, I think we have so many divorces at these younger rates and stuff, because it's marriage is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like they choose marriage like the dating process. Huh. Instead of the dating process, pre-marriage is that. Pre-marriage, they're having a dating before the marriage. So... They think it's it's okay. We'll get married, and that's their dating process. Mm. And then when they realize it's not the thing, you know, whatever, they let it go. It doesn't mean anything, mm. right? They, they, I think a lot of times they have like the plan B. Like the plan B is always in the back of their minds. Like if it doesn't work, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Versus plan A means there is no other option. Like you're gonna roll up your sleeves. I'm not gonna be your friend today, and that's okay. Like oh, be I understand. I'm not going to like you. And it's okay that I don't like you, but doesn't mean I'm not going anywhere. You know, we, we're, like you said, we're definitely from the old school kind of space where we've had to evolve in, even in that kind of space of, okay, I remember when I turned 50 and Reggie was at, he was doing dialysis downstairs. And I was like, you know, the, the girl that you met, she's no longer here. She was 20 years old. I am now 50. That 20 year old, she's not here no more. I love but sometimes I don't care how you feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be real. Because at 20 or, or young, you know, up into that space, you're always like, huh, he's gonna, huh, he's gonna. And at that point, I was like, mm, yeah, she, nope. she don't, she don't worry I, about I, that. I not care no more. <laughs> I'm not, like, in that, in that space. But I mean, I care about, like, how he felt. But, like, you know, sometimes we can allow our spice, our spouse's opinions. Sometimes, you call me a spice? Not spice. <laughs> our spouse's opinions, our spouse's feelings and things like that. Sometimes our mindsets, they can impact us, good or bad. And sometimes we can be so regulated by that we forget who we are in the relationship. And so, you know, with that being said, I had to learn, like, I'm Kim. And <laughs> I remember, so I'm going to, I'm going to digress. See, so when I say this, I remember, like, when we were first together, and I would pick out like what it, you know, like floral kind of patterns for like the bedding and for the towels and probably the curtains and also no, that's too girly. And then I picked this and be like, yeah, the, all these dark like no, you know, lines and <laughs> all that. And I, like I started to lose myself. I was like, wait a minute. And I liked all the, you know, like the softer colors and didn't have to have all the flowers, but give me a little something, something, right? <laughs> and then he was like, that's too girl. I said, but that's why you married me, because I am the girly girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to, like, reintroduce him to who I was so that he could, you know, so I, so going forward, knowing that sometimes we can get lost in each other and forget who we are in the midst of it all. But to full, fully answer your question, I think sometimes they have that plan B is always on the ta- always on the table. 
Mm. It's never like I, I you, you got to take it away. And marriage at the end of the day is a covenant, like covenant. I covenanted with you be, between you and me and God. That's the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes part of it, too, is God has been taken out of the picture, period, mm. period. And when since he's been taken out. It's easy for that that two-strand cord to be easily broken versus a three-strand cord, right? And so that two-strand, anybody can get in, thoughts can get in, you know, ideas can get in. And so it's like, whatever, I'm just done. As opposed to rolling up your sleeves, recognize this is a covenant that you can't, it's not a contract. Marriage is not a contract, though we can contract stuff in it, but it's a covenant at the end of the day, so... Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you look at it because even God, I mean, Jesus Christ gave a, point, a way out, you know, and that was a part of infidelity. Infidelity. I mean, he, he even if that's the case, but if, if he talks about if you can't live an example of who I am amongst your spouse, let her go, let him go. But that, that takes back on you. That means that you're not diligently in that word yourself. Mm-hmm. And that you're not perfect. I, so, but, you know, we stick to those biblical principles, you know, no matter what. No matter what. That's you, an you interesting know. take. I've never heard that before. Which one? The two strand, three the strand? Whole the whole thing. thing. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> I know. I have a theory. Okay. That was my dog. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is that? Dog don't like theory. You don't like theory. That was the puppy girl. Oh, God. Here we the go puppy, with the theory. The puppy don't want my theory. <laughs> I have a theory that within African American culture, uh, black women have done a very good job of instilling in black girls that you need to have your own. And I think that there is a general, don't worry about relationships, go to school, get however many degrees you want to get, get your own car, have your own bank account, maybe even have your own little condo or something before thinking about settling down with another person. And I, I, I feel like that is not the case in any other culture in this country. And so I feel like that is part of the reason why our marriage rates are so low mm-hmm. compared to other um, ethnicities. I could be wrong, but I, I'm starting to see in, I guess, generations even younger than us, where I feel like the young guys are starting to be told those things too. Don't worry about a woman. Been get told your, those things. Right. Get your degree. Get your this. Get your that. But then I feel like you have a whole life <laughs> by yourself. On your own. And then your you thing. have a whole yep. life over here. And then trying to bring it together is difficult. You haven't grown together. You will always feel like this is mine. Mm-hmm. And then you came in. Or this is mine. And then you came in. You know? And so I feel like for a lot of people, I feel like that's crippling. It's like I don't want to. I've, I've done all this for myself. And I don't want to share my accomplishments um, with another person. What are your thoughts on that? Part of that is true. Part of that is is a good space. And I think part of it is, especially for women, us women of color, I think, is because we've had to, like, do it all for everybody else that, you know, the encouragement is, yes, get your degrees, get your own money, get your own thing, and da-da-da-da-da. But then you forget, like, you were 
we were destined not to be, we're not destined to be alone ever. No. You know, we're destined to be in relationship. And so when we are in relationship, I think part of it is that sometimes we're afraid to die to self. Like I have to die to myself on a daily basis as well as Reggie has to die to himself on a daily basis so that we together can be good for each other. Like, how do I serve you? How do you serve me? Now, do I always ask those questions? Probably not. But <laughs> but knowing that I have to die to my, like going into this marriage, you have to understand, like I decided that I was going to come under his mission, whatever the mission is that God gave him for him and for us as a family. And at the same time, be able to accomplish my things as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't get lost in it though we can, but I think part of that it being, when we talk about submission, that's such a, like, that's a cuss word at the end of the day. And they're like, I'm a strong black woman. What are you talking about? You? I remember telling her, you are not my daddy. I mean, head and all of the, all of that. And then, and then recognizing that that wasn't that wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? If I decided I'm going to walk this life with you, there is a mission that is going to be fulfilled. God has given it to you. I trust that God's going to give it to you and that I'm going to I have a part to play. But I also have my own mission in my life to do. But I think that that like, you know, that space of I have to be independent. I have to do my own thing there. I don't want to share. And that, that hurts us as a whole. It hurts us so badly. So I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would just add so perfectly said, I would, I would also add that um, the idea of the individual is, is, is a fallacy to some extent because we don't, we are not taught the benefit of we, we're not taught the, the beauty of when two or more together, it's not just two of you, right? We are expon- we grow exponentially right. when we come together, especially with that three that three strand, right? And so there's the the, the, the staunch individuality of the American culture is, is is terribly juxtaposed and detrimental to building a relationship, right? Because we don't understand that we are stronger together if we just let go of some of that ego. Now, the ego be showing up every day, every moment. (laughs) But if we are powerful enough to understand that vulnerability is our power, then we can come together in such more, so much more a powerful state. Um, And so, yeah, I'm feeling all the way I'm saying. So you see, I'm not going to say much because I'm just like soaking in all the lessons. (laughs) Some wisdom, but I'm like, I'm soaking in all the lessons because this is the opportunity to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I agree. It's it is it is surrendering mm-hmm. and being vulnerable. I think we're so afraid to be vulnerable that um it, it hurts us. Like keeping the guard up doesn't doesn't help. Like if we decided we're gonna work together, but I keep my guard up, then how do you how can I allow you to understand where I'm coming from, or how can he allow me to understand where he's coming from if both of our guards up? Yeah. We were, I remember at one point we were in a space where we needed counseling and like disappointments and hurts and all those things had come through. And I was at a place where I had a wall up. And and in the the session, the pastor said, walls have no respecter of person. So when you put a wall up to your spouse, you are also putting a wall up to God. And if God is trying to talk to either one of you, y'all can't hear him because the walls are up. The walls around your heart are up. The walls around your ears are up, everything. So a wall has no respect to a person. It caused me to pause and be like, okay. Because I remember I was like, me and God are good. And they were like, no, mm -mm. you and God are not good if the wall is up. 
<laughs> she was like, you can't pick and choose what you're going to listen to. You can't pick and choose what, how part, what parts of you are going to obey God when your walls are up. I was like, man, mm. you know, that kind of thing. I can't exactly. stand it when you write. Because <laughs> it, and it resonated too, right? So, you know, when it, when that message Everything. resonates, you're like, oh, that truth just comes right in. So if yes. I may, if I may interject, you know, on your question in regards to, um, you know, raising strong black women to be separate but equal, raising strong black men to be separate but equal. Even in um, television shows, they say about true stories, you know, and they don't really tell two stories. Because looking at my, my parents, and my, my mom died when she was 92. My father died when he was 73. He was dead, he had prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. But... As much as my father did what he did and he provided, and my mother, she was allowed to do what she wanted to do as far as, you know, work and stuff, and he supported. But they were always there for each other, okay? But you look at some of the, the stuff, you know, tell you why. well, you see a woman always working in the kitchen, the old stories back in the day, back in the She's working, she's feet, she's doing, and, and man's out there working in the field or whatever he's trying to do. But uh, you, you'll hear somebody come in and say, why are you doing all this? You know, you could do better. Why are you doing all this? And she'll tell you, she's supporting her husband because whatever he does, he's doing for them. But she's, the small stories are behind those that he's not, he ain't nothing without her. That's right. Because as she's doing his thing, he, she's guiding him in the back, all right? You know, you said, you know, you have a strong woman behind you, but she's really in front of you because <laughs> she's the gatekeeper. You protect us. Somebody comes beyond that gate, you protect that gate. Yes. But you that's, understand? That's where, that's where I feel like the problem is today, and I feel like it has been exposed uh, through the pandemic because when you really break down having to have to have two people working, you cannot <laughs> be as successful. Yeah. And so when you have, you know, women have to, you know, return to the home and, and be, you know, the nurturers of the children and things like that. It's fine. I'm comfortable doing those things. Right. But now society is starting to see, oh, well, when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> we still need somebody to take care of the kids. We still need somebody to, you know, cook the meals. We still need somebody to support the people who are going out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to make society run. Mm-hmm. Prior to the pandemic, we were acting as oblivious as if it's, it's fine. It's a fantasy. It's fine. Two people can work. No one has to ever spend time with children. Your house can be in complete disarray. You don't have to wear clean clothes. Like, you know, all the stuff that gets just swept under the rug because two people are in the rat race and it's 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 not just killing us you know in terms of just being tired it's it's draining emotionally it's draining spiritually it's it's draining for both parties to be doing all the things yes all the things yeah Yeah. like i i take my hats off to um philip and tracy i i often tell her i said you know i want to be like you when i grow up (laughs) um i said you've been a stand by your man kind of girl you know have followed him you know, from Atlanta to California and, you know, now in Denver. And um, just to see her like 
uh, what we would consider in today's society, like she surrendered all of, you know, her dual degrees and the blah, blah, blah to, you know, to be at home, have two babies and, you know, and it feels like there's no reward. The moment I walked in their door in Denver, I really heard God say, this is the evidence of the manifestation of those pillow talks that they've had. You know, those nights when it feels like I'm, I don't like you right now. He goes, babe, if you could just hang in there just one more time, mm-hmm. I promise you, this is what's, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I like squealed the whole time time I was there the first time. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I was just like, like mom, I'm like, no, you just don't understand. And I was just like in elation of just how, you know, her surrendering herself to the mission that God gave her husband. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a missing factor. So I, you know. Well, let me we tell you something. It. I brought them together. I taught her. I taught her English. <laughs> she was my student when I used to teach. She was my student. My I was her English student, my English teacher. <laughs> then I put them together. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So let let it be known. Let it be written. I knew, and I knew she was as a person. Mm-hmm. And when she was working in the bank, because I would go in the bank, you know, whatever. I would always. I was already interviewing her. Okay, I was interviewing. I interviewed her from. They don't know. But I interviewed the women for my children. Mm. They about point, to know. They about to know. Yeah. <laughs> they hear this. I let them know, you know. And I said, you know what, man? I, said, I told her, I said, you're going to be good. You're going to be a good wife. I got somebody for you. Oh, nice. And I hooked them up. That was it. You got something? Well, no, I love that because... Um... I jokingly say it, but I I use it as a joke to introduce it so that people people are not guarded when I say it. But people are like, um, when we talk about the fact that my wife stays home, um, never mind the fact that she runs our business, but she stays home, picks up the kids, right. teaches them, uh, makes sure that while I'm out in the office, she, that they're taken care of. They're learning. She taught them English and Spanish and all this stuff. Like these kids are smart because of her. Um, and at the same time, people are like, yeah, you're the head of the household, right? We talk about that, the man being the front, right? And I say, yeah, I'm given permission to be the head, right? And if, <laughs> if, if, if you want to go with the paradigm of I'm the head, then she's the nut because here's the joke. She, I'd be like, she'd be like, look, we're going over here. And she'd be like, look, we're going over here now. And I'm still the head. I'm still moving forward. But she's like, now nah, we're doing this. I don't know. Check that out. Don't forget. Okay, now you're doing that. So... I'm still in charge, but she's in charge just as much. You know what I'm saying? It's a, a different metaphor, but it's similar to what you were saying, Reggie. Like, yeah, she's actually the one leading spiritually. Because if we, if we, everybody has their own path, and some folks are not going to get married, blah, 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 all that jazz. But as we are in this together, if our hearts are not open to one another, and we don't allow the other person to lead, depending on the situation, right, then it's not going to work. Yeah, that's what the last couple said. They said, Somebody's got to give. It's got somebody's got to have the fifty-one percent, and the other person has the forty-nine, and it depend. It differs depending on what it is that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in order to move forward, you can't be at fifty-fifty because mm-hmm. you're not moving. You literally somebody can't go has to be fifty-one. The other one has to be the forty-nine. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of when you think about Congress right now. They're not moving forward because okay. it's a fifty-fifty in the Senate. Like yep. that's crazy, and and that that. 51, 49, it, it swings, like you said, it yeah. depends upon what's going on, who's doing what, yes. and, and being able to be okay with, you know, one day I give more, the next day mm-hmm. you'll give more, or whenever. 
sometimes it, you know, you feel like, man, this is just a lot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you decided you wanted to do this. You wanted to do this thing called life together. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not going to always be pretty, but it's at the end of the day, to me, it's worth it. Like I recognize when I felt like I was done, um, I recognized that my marriage was bigger than both Reggie and I. Like I knew that there were other people following us. There were other people looking at us. I remember, I mean, as a hairstylist, I get a lot of clients that sit in my chair and, you know, we pray together, we do whatever together and I encourage. And in my mindset was if we were at a crux where we were like, I'm done, we can't do this anymore. But I've told my clients, but, you know, God, God can help you do anything. How can I say God can help you do anything, but he couldn't help us? do anything mm -hmm. so it was our marriage is definitely bigger than us it's bigger than who we are as kim and reggie individual but as kim and reggie as a couple or reggie and kim as a couple um <laughs> it don't matter which way. <laughs> it is a powerful thing and i i know the impact that it has on other people so yeah i agree with that i'll only add a caveat for abuse <laughs> because there are abusers out there who use that and well, you can't leave me because god put us together and it's like bow i said you know i love you god loves you that's your choice yeah. That's something you need to deal with, yeah. not me. Yeah. No, I, I would never, never encourage anybody who's who's in a domestic space to stay. No, yeah. no, that's the space. Like, you, there's a deuces going up right now. <laughs> yes. I will see you later. later. Yeah, we don't, we don't. That's God's plan yeah. for us is to be apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we'll, you know, we, I come down the basement, and, and this is where I am. And she said, "Oh, you don't be bothered." I said, "Okay." And she, she, and she will leave me alone. Literally say, "And don't speak to me." Then I get mad. Why you not talking? Well, you in your space right now. <laughs> so I said, okay. And yeah. I, you know, but we know we know when time out is time out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we know when it's time. Because when we get into a space, it's not about us who's who's gonna be the who's gonna be the winner. There's only one winner, and that's us. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be the balance in us and what's going on here. Nobody walks away like, oh, I won. No. no because when you I, win, don't you feel like a loser? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, man, she just, you know. But that, I mean, you know, after all the years, now when she gets, if she gets in the space, I, I just shut up. And I, I don't say nothing mm -hmm. until it's time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, she looked at me, right? No. But I don't say nothing until it's time. I just, I walk outside, you know, I do whatever. And she looks at me. She won't. Even, she won't say nothing because she knows I'm, I might be going through something or whatever. And then this when it's time, then we'll talk. We don't force the issue to have a conversation mm. because conversation is going to be directed at each other yep. and not at the subject at hand. Mm -hmm. So learn to have yes. smart communication. Smart, smart communication, yes. and um, we know that in the we like built our own little boxing ring. So in the ring, we put it out there. But once the bell is over, we both get knocked out. If it's not settled, we got to come back in the ring again. Mm -hmm. But once we out of the ring, we can't fight anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm loving. I'm like, yeah. I want more of that. I'm like, I, I, yeah, y'all got some gems. Y'all holding, y'all holding something back, and that's okay. I'm like, where's part two? We gonna do part two because I know you got got some gems in there. Go ahead. I will say, I I feel like I know enough people who are in toxic relationships that don't even realize the toxicity that they bring to the situation and then they don't realize the toxicity that the partner is bringing into the situation so some of these things are just impossible 
for some people to do, like having smart conversation, knowing when to stop fighting, knowing when to take a break and come back when cooler heads are, you know, you know, available. Mm, some no. people just thrive well, in the yeah. argument and thrive in the fight. And so that's where I agree that some work has to be done of course. on your own, of right? Um, but you can't, I can't fully work on myself in preparation for a mate because I need to be able to meld with that mate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can't do all the work until I meet the person that we have to also work together to make a us. Yeah. So. Right. I'm sure y'all got more tools, but one of the tools that I use, I, I learned from a, a separate education, not relationship counseling, but um, I'm the optimism, right? It, it's important to, to listen to what's not being said. The other day, I was being stubborn about something silly. We were talking about how to how to not burn steak, right? And after going back and forth, I was being stubborn. And internally, I was blaming my wife for asking the wrong question, for coming at me wrong, right? Coming at me sideways. And then as we moved through it, she was like, you know what, Di? This is real talk. I don't know if it was real talk, but she was like, this is the only thing I don't like about you. And I was like, so what I heard was, oh, damn. But I also heard... Hey, bro, this ninety nine percent. You gotta, you ain't got to hold on to this. She, she's down for you. Everything else, all the other trash you bring, she's good with all the other trash. So she's telling you, like, you know, just give it up. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know if it was fifteen minutes, twenty minutes later, I went in the room yeah. and I was like, listen, I shouldn't have said blah blah blah. <laughs> I, I heard what you said because mm -hmm. I heard it when she when we were going through it. I just didn't want to give up my being right. Mm -hmm. I was like, I heard you right. and I heard what you said and I know the formula for not to burn a steak and blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna be like that with you no more. Like we good. Like I heard what you said. So I was like, am I, am I, after giving that, I don't know if it was an apology, but it was more of a recommitment to, mm -hmm. all right, I'm not gonna bring that one p that that one percent to you no more. But it was also for yeah. me. I was like, I was like, okay, you in my mind, I'm like. Ah, right, you like ninety nine, so let's just you know. Hey, I still got the ninety nine for you. I still got the ninety nine. Take take me back. I got ninety nine. <laughs> and it's and it's knowing that space, like like what you did with 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 Nia. Nia, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I still want to make sure because I'm 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 seeing the why, and I'm wanting to go Nia, but it's Nia. Um, <laughs> um, it, we had that, we just recently had that where he was the one, again, that had to come in at like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And I usually went, when he does come back, I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, because it, you, and that means you're acknowledging the space, you know, and what happened, you know, that was not my intention, you know, or, and, and I'm willing to say the same thing. That was not my intention to, to right. take us there. You know? Yeah. We have to be willing to see, like, like you said, what part do I play in this? You know, in this, mm -hmm. it takes two to dance, and and whether it's a good dance or a bad dance, and so we have to recognize and recognize our position in this in the space in the dance, um, and then go in the, and then apologize when necessary. A hundred percent. Always learning, even even after thirty seven years of marriage, you still learn. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's just this. We came home right, and. Um, we were talking about some eggs, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I, we're talking about, well, you had the eggs out. You said he's going to make tuna fish. Well, you could have put them up. I said, it's just eggs, baby. I was just asking. Because <laughs> I, I, yes, but I had bought, hard boiled some eggs 
and I said I was going to make them, and then I come home, and then like get caught up in other things, mm-hmm. and they stayed out. And he goes, "Well, I don't know if they're going to be any good." I said, "But you could have put them away, mm-hmm. waiting for me to make the tuna fish because that's what they were for." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they were just eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and and okay. using those simple words, there yes. could be so much underlying in there. So how much history yes. of lessons? And yes. I, I remember when you did this with the eggs. I remember when you did that with the eggs. <laughs> and this time it's a tenth egg. Like you don't know how to handle these. You ain't you ain't had my back. You ain't put it away. And I we know of young couples who like I hate when she do that. And I hate when they do that. And they like bicker over these little things. And it's just like. It's just eggs. Like. <laughs> I, I want to get back to y'all's wisdom. I, I will add one more thing, though. It's like, um, I was talking to my colleague literally yesterday about the, the deal breakers, right? Because he's going through some stuff. And I was like, yo, bro, you got to... And I'm taking wisdom from what we do, but also from what I hear from other folks. Like, I was like, bro, is this a deal breaker, though? Like, you like everything else about it, right? And she told you X, Y, and Z. Like, what do you want? Because, like, if this is not a deal breaker then I'm going to encourage you to work through this thing. Mm-hmm. If it's not on your deal breaker list, then it's not that serious and you can figure out a way. Okay, so what would you say <laughs> What would you say is the best part about mm. being married? We have each other to support. I mean, we have each other to lean on, you know, even in times hard times like we come home from work or she come home from a business and she needs if I have so much chest, she going she know and I know too that we, you know, we can always talk to each other in the truth. Believe it or not, I mean, you know, having three children, uh, my marriage is my kingdom, and that's how I take it. Okay, and um, I always look at that of us always, because when I knew Kim, when I married Kim, I knew this was going to be our kingdom. We're going to grow together and build stuff together. And I, I, I always, I guess I was doing, I was destined to be married. I just make sure I need to have the right spouse. You know, I, I look at my, my parents. They were my they were my image of what marriage is. They they so I seen them do all stuff, you know, and um I wanted to have I said if I wanted to have a marriage, I want to have somebody I can do that with. Mm. You know, no matter how angry we get, no matter whatever happens, you know, we still have each other. Mm. I want to have somebody I don't want to come home in silence. For me, it's the same, you know, um, being in it to win it, um, having the support. Um, I'm, I'm the entrepreneur in the space. Um, I've been on my own since 96, doing hair since 96, and then doing Herbalife as a wellness coach since 2014, 14, 13, 14, on my own. We were doing it together. He was like, no, that's not my thing. Um, I had to regroup. You see, honesty. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, but I. But can I tell you how frustrated she and was. angry I was? Because I had him. Because I was like, the whole thing was, he got into it first because he was home, right? And I, and Reggie loves to talk, as you can tell. So <laughs> And I did well, too. And, and very much so. So then when he decided he wanted to do it, I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, no, 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 this is our business. What are you talking about? I no, I don't want, I mean, literally, like, dropped it, like, I, like dropped some dirty clothes. Like I'm walking out and I'm like, what? <laughs> Literally. So I had to regroup. So been since 2012, 13, probably 2013, it's been me doing it. Um, and just growing through that and having his support. Um, we had an opportunity to own a nutrition club just this past January. Um, it didn't, the, it didn't work out. Um, but for him to be fully in, like he had fully bought into let's do this. Let's, 
let's get this nutrition club going and and help you grow and you know grow a team and da da da. That to me was the best gift that I could have ever had, ever. Um, this this entire time that I've been doing this as a wellness coach, because that meant to me that you were fully in and you're you're ready to give me the support that I. I know I need and to help me grow. Like even now without the team right now, me being able to like do what I do without feeling like I'm neglecting or, you know what I'm saying? Not doing the duties or whatever you want to call those. Cause there are quality times that are sometimes the challenging. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm everywhere. Come home from the salon and then I'm doing Herbalife. Come home from the Herbalife and I'm doing salon. Like, you know, all of that to still create a like financial balance until Herbalife takes over. Mm -hmm. But for him to be fully in that, like I said, was the best gift, which means for me, this will be the thing that we ride out on together. You know, even though he's not in it, he's in it with me. Mm -hmm. And that, like I said, was the best gift. So knowing that we're riding this life together and then we have five, six gifts. If I look at it right now, we have the three that came out of us together and then the boys, the grands, as I call them, and then Tracy, and then, you know, each of the other two have partners. Mm -hmm. Um, But to know that I have five, five gifts that are like direct lineage out of us are the best things. And then knowing that, you know, Philip has Tracy and the other two have partners that are, you know, in in the in it with them are like my heart. So that that warms my heart. But to know that this guy um, is here with me, um, no matter what. Like we've been through, you know, hair loss. We've been through a kidney disease and two kidney transplants and you know stuff like that. And to be able to embrace all of this when I was not fully embracing it was also a helpful space for me. That's beautiful. So, what would you say is the the worst part of marriage? <laughs> they were they're definitely behind us for sure yeah, you know so, like like any new marriage or like you know within those first 10 years oh whew, whew, jesus is lord right um <laughs> <laughs> it was and even like after the probably probably one of our, our harder hard times was after the kidney transplant the first kidney transplant because he had to come out of the military. So that was not a part of the plan. Like I, what we had as a life plan, that was not a part of the plan. And like, how do you regroup from that? Like, how do you recover from that? Um, and so you, we're talking about almost four years of depression, like just yeah, the, uh, just the up and down, like, you know, the self, the regrets, the the self doubt, you know, all of the things. And so, and, and I, you know, I felt like I was, I carried the family, you know, in that I was working and I, I'm grateful that I was able to, um, and so that was probably one of our, we only had two like major fail, like when I say failing, like, like really hard times, yeah. that was that time. And then when the market crashed, um, he had done some investments and we lost all that was doing, um, all, doing like the, the 2008, 2009, when yeah. the market crashed and everything. Yeah. And it was like, that was, that was when we had to have um, some counseling yeah. because I was not his friend. And I, and I promise you, if you were even trying to act like you wanted to be my friend, I was not happy. Mm. Not at- we were heavy in the green. <laughs> heavy, heavy. heavy. And we got heavy in the red, but like. Yeah, we got heavy, got kicked. Because that's when, it, you know, that's before, that's right when Obama, uh, Obama. Obama hit. Yeah. And then. The market crashed. Yeah. And so we were not friends. Like. Not even trying she to be mad friends. at me. I was, for a couple I, years. Was, I was, I notice now she was mad at me, right? Yeah, she's she still here though. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I think plenty of couples that we've talked to have said, you know, there's a five year situation, then there's like a 10 year situation. Like, 
periods of time uh, in your relationship where something big happens. It's usually around mm-hmm. these milestone dates. Um, but I think I agree. The first two years of us being it together was, was horrible. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think that that's because we had agreed to be together. Mm-hmm. Even not having been married, we agreed to be together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we agreed that this is what we're gonna do. So we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that piece is missing in a lot of today's culture. Just we are going to figure this out. Just that that piece of commitment right there is is not abundant. That's literally no. what the conversation with yeah. myself and my colleague was yesterday. Yeah. I was like, so what do you want? Like, so you want this or not? Mm-hmm. She want this right. or not? Like, because it, the answer to that question tells you how to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to recognize that is the marriage or the relationship worth the fight? Like, are you ready? Are you worth, is it worth the fight? Mm-hmm. If it's worth the fight, then like you said, figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Do we have to have those, those smart conversations? Mm-hmm. Do we have to know, do we need to know when it's time to, time to do a timeout like right. i need i need a moment please yeah, give nice. me some and let me let me regroup so that i can be um i can manage my words right because i don't want i don't want words to come out that i regret later because then i can't take them back 100%. um and so and so it's it's understanding that or is if it's worth the fight then let's do it and then be mindful of like who you give your business to mm. who are you giving your business to you can't be giving it to people, you know, single girls. Girl, if I was me, and you know, the guys like, no, you need, and you need one or two good married friends, you know, couples that you can, you know, do things together with and, you know, and find that one good girlfriend that you, or one good guy that you can. She actually, she listens, right? Long time. You know, cause my thing is, it's that's, she's speaking. She speak, she dropping some nuggets right now, which is very important. You know, uh, when you, you cannot share your relationship with your parents, not your friends, not anybody. Because when you do stuff like that, you create uh, a total way of their view, their point of view towards your, your spouse. spouse. Mm-hmm. Because they love you before you were married. So you know, anything that comes, but if it's good, they love it. If it's bad, they're going to put so much dependency on that. Yep. And mm-hmm. when they come over, they got to Nah, Give me the side eye and everything. I, let me tell you something. I corrected a lot of people early. This is my house. You ain't got to You don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. I love you. But, you know, when you come into my house, it's my wife. This is me. Mm. She was once your whatever daughter. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> she my wife. You know what I mean? And Yes. You cannot. You can't. I, I, I tell them I love y'all. I do. But I, I cleave to her every day because this is the one I got to live with all the day of my rest of my life. You know, I can't I can't go outside and get your, I me. Mean, I don't even tell people my past. I ain't your business. I, I be out there, you know, I smoke cigars, right? So I can sit there and they be talking about me like, man, you stupid. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, why are you getting opinion, you know, uh, uh, getting opinions from some of these cats who are single, divorced or whatever? Right. And if they're not, like, I got some old heads who've been married for 50 years. You know, you know, I never directly talk. We don't directly talk about situations, mm. but we talk about 
life experiences. Mm -hmm. See, in situations like that, I shut my mouth. Yeah, because you're learning. Yeah. When I I get under people who've been through and demonstrated things, I shut my mouth. Um, I don't say nothing because I'm I'm in a... Amongst these these great, I'm looking at these great people who can just share things and and they dropping nuggets, man. Because if I open my mouth and they want to share my, we been we have great stuff, but you got guys who've been married 50, 40 years. I need to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's 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 the kind of environment I enjoy being. In. I don't, I don't, you know, I love you know single, you know, so I love everybody. But I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> and that's that's just my opinion. Well, maybe they can. No, you can't. In my opinion, you're single unless you've been in it and you've experienced it. Don't tell me about somebody else's experience unless you've experienced it yourself. This is me, all right? And I don't take it from anybody else. Uh, my sister, I don't care what your sister did. Let your sister talk to me. Mm-hmm. Don't give me your other people's opinions and experiences because have you ever been heartbroken? Have you ever been let down? Has somebody ever did this to you? Have you had a relationship and whatever? And if you're not still there, then you're not where we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because either you left it. So you you had a point where you were almost getting there, but then you dropped. It. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me because all you're going to tell me is how to escape. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me how to stay. Mm-hmm. Not gonna tell me how to to um to mend my ground to mend to go out there and farm my land like I'm supposed to. My land is my marriage. You're not gonna tell me how to do that. You're gonna tell me how when the crop fails, go to another space and build on that land. When I can go out here and tee this space and bring it up, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm not planting the right seed. That's why it's not grown. Maybe if maybe the land is not fertile, and I need to do something with it. So you know, I mean, I talk to these all these. I love it. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think yeah, this is yeah, this is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I feel like y'all are my new best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and if I need advice, because I don't know if we have that many older couples no. who we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we both do of our parents have, are separated. Yeah, both of our parents divorced. They divorced late. Mine divorced when I was seventeen. Um, and then the guy's parents got have gotten divorced since we've been together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We might have to email y'all. I don't know what's wrong. With Please do. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Please do. We're 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 open to um you know to have conversations and stuff like that for sure. Oh, thank for you sure. so much. We appreciate. Thanks for having yes, us. Yes, um, thank you, thank you. So yeah. we gonna we gonna we gonna go upstairs and, and um, we gonna go ahead and celebrate this event. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Well, spark it up, y'all. Spark it up. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Right.